0: And now, you know, I found out that my son is on the autistic spectrum, so that is, you know, it's, it's complicated and it's a lot to deal with, but, you know, you think, I don't think I could have ever had a better baby. You have what you have and you go, and I do, I think, that if I had a baby on my own and I gave birth, it would have been as amazing and as challenging and as interesting and as funny and as smart. And... um He's really a pretty cool guy. You're listening to the MILF Podcast. This is the show where we talk about motherhood and sexuality with amazing women with fascinating stories to share on the joys of being a MILF. Now here's your host, the MILFiest MILF I know,
1: Jennifer Tracy. Hey guys, welcome back. Thanks so much for listening. This is MILF Podcast the show where we talk about motherhood, entrepreneurship, sexuality and everything in between. I'm Jennifer Tracy, your host. The live show is next week. The live show is next week. The live show is next week. July 24th at Dynasty Typewriter. I'm so excited to see you there. I really hope you're coming. It's just going to be such an amazing night of entertainment and bodiness and sexiness and just out and out. And it's so many people have asked me this, but it is a co-ed event. <laughs> It's not just for women. So um, I know a few men are coming. I hope there are a lot of men coming as well. We don't we don't dissuade the men, in our presence. Men are great. I, there's nothing against men. Men are men are kind of crucial. And as we are again, in the middle of July, uh, very exciting. My son's birthday was last week. That was uh, incredible. We went to the beach. He's a he's a beachy guy. He likes having a beach birthday birthday, which makes it so easy. So that was amazing. He's ten my kid is now double digits, which is such a thing. Like people, it's like, you're double digits now. And he's like, what does that even mean? Like, that's nothing. I think he said, that's not a thing. That's his new thing. Mom, that's not a thing. So again, just a reminder, this month's give is Every Mother Counts. You can donate to them directly on their website, obviously, or you can go to the link on my website. So I like to do that. And on with the show, because today's guest is super fly. We have the amazing Mindy Sterling on the show. Mindy and I had such a great time. And we got to do the podcast recording twice because I fucked it up the first time. (laughs) And (laughs) we were just all at a brunch together. And she was telling everyone, she's like, she had to come back to my house because she fucked it up. (laughs) And we were all laughing because it's true. I did fuck it up. I ran out of memory and I was like, I'm so sorry, you know, and she's very busy lady. So, but she was so gracious and she said, no problem, just come back. And so I came back and we did finish the interview and I just have so much respect for her as an artist, as a woman, as a mother, she's just so badass and she's so funny and she's so real and raw. And raw isn't the right word. I thought I I said it and I was like, raw? What is that like raw meat? What does that mean? She's just very real, very down to earth and very warm and lovely. And I just loved the chance to sit down and chat with her. So I really hope you enjoy my conversation with Mindy Sterling. Hi Mindy. Hello
0: Jen, how are you? Oh my god, I'm good. Thank you so much for being on the show. I am so thrilled that you finally came over. Oh my
1: god, me too. Sorry I had to cancel. I was so sick. Oh yeah, I'm glad I didn't because I would have given you this awful cold.
0: So here we are in your beautiful Santa Monica home. Thank you. Uh. I know. It's really, um, I am far away from everything and once I'm out here I really don't want to go anywhere. I don't want to go in town. The traffic is Horrible, yeah, and it's gotten just more and more horrible as the years have gone by. So I just like to hang,
1: yeah, and you can walk everywhere down here, pretty
0: much, yeah, really nice, so great until the tourists come and then it's a nightmare as right. well, right, 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 right.
1: So there's so much to cover. I have so many questions, um, but I want to
0: kind of start with where you grew up. Where did you grow up? I grew up in Miami, Florida. Oh, so I was I was raised in North Miami Beach, and I um I think I I was born in New Jersey. And we moved there, I think, when I was like two. So I have no memory of New Jersey. Uh, then I was raised in Florida, and, um, in Miami. And I think I left there when I was like 22, 23 to come out here. So oh, I've been wow. out here a long time. Yeah. And
1: you came out here and immediately started acting?
0: Well, not immediately, but I came out here for that purpose. Yeah. So I did, when I first came out here, I did theater, like community theater. Yeah. And I don't know if they have community theater anymore. I, mean, I, I don't know either. I, I know they have theater, but it's it's you know it's it not community theater. or theater. It's, it's not community yeah. like it was. And so I did a lot of that, and then slowly got into. I think my first agents were. It was like a commercial agent. Yeah.
1: And then what you, and then you joined the Groundlings,
0: uh, and then jumped too many years later. Okay. Um, because you have to audition. Yeah. But I didn't, I was with another improv group first. I was with um, LA Connection, which is oh, still I rem- around.
1: Yes, I've heard of them.
0: And I was there, So, but there were a lot of people there that were groundlings. And okay. so they were the ones that telling me, oh, you really should go over. They were taking classes. You really should go over to the groundlings. So that led me over there. And because I had done um, a lot of improv and director of the groundlings Knew me or taught me or something. I was able to bypass a basic class and then just go into intermediate. Yeah, but I had to go through the whole program and be voted on as this is what happens with the groundlings. And luckily, I was. Yeah. And then you were there performing for how long? You you still perform there? I do every now and then. Yeah, but I was a member for ten years. Oh my gosh! And then when my son was born, um, I tried one more show to give it one more show to say goodbye to, and I remember writing material and sketches and and characters and they just weren't going well. It wasn't like oh, well, I'm, I I wanted to go out with a bang. Yeah. But I felt, you know, maybe I already did it. Maybe yeah. I already finished it for the in the last show because it just wasn't happening. So I ended up just, you know, dropping and going, I think I'm done. Yeah. yeah. Um which I think that's what happens. You end up going, you know what? I'm busy or my life is taking me somewhere else. I think oh, I'm definitely totally. well and becoming a mother. I mean, so let's talk about that. Yeah. So your
1: journey to motherhood is my journey to motherhood. Its unique path.
0: Yes. I um I tried to have a baby and that was not happening. Then we went through the fertility treatment. So I think I was in my um er, was it late thirties, early forties. And um That was tough. That was tough because you got the shots and you Mm. have the, you know, it's all the stuff that you're doing and um, it just didn't work out. It didn't work out. And so it was one of those things you were like, okay, well, I just really need to have a baby. Yeah. Um, And then a friend of my ex-husband's, she wanted to talk to us and have a meeting with us about, she had adopted. But you were married at the time? Yes. Yes. Okay she wanted to talk to me about, because she had adopted um, a daughter who was older. And because I think for me and maybe other people too, in adoption, you think, will I feel like I'm babysitting somebody else's child? Mm. Will I feel like it's mine? Mm. Will, I, will I have that same bond that you would normally when it's growing inside? You know, all that kind sure, of stuff. Sure, of course. And um, this woman was awesome. And she said, Mindy. She says, you want to be a parent. You want to be a mother. And when that baby is placed in your arms and it's yours, it's you are. Yeah. You're the mother. You're the one that takes care of it. So I was like, okay, okay. I think I feel better. Yeah. We hooked up with a lawyer who was, I guess, the, the lawyer to go to out here back, you know, um, 24 years ago. Mm. And he probably still is. Um, and when we met with him, he said, um, all right, well, you'll probably, you'll have a child within a year. Or something, and I was like, "Oh, right." And what we did was, you you advertise in different cities. Okay, he says it was easier to get a baby outside of L.A. The baby that you, the type of baby that you want. Otherwise, here it could be, um, I guess, it's a longer process, or maybe there's a lot of people waiting, right. for children. But he says it would be easier to if you go outside the city and you put these ads in. And then they give you all this information about what kind of an ad, don't ask for a white baby, you know, I mean. Don't ask for a white baby. Well, yeah, I mean, it's it, it, like they, it's not like you were going to get a different race, but there was a way to word it. Right. And I don't remember right. what it to was. To be sensitive. It, yeah, because like, that, cause yeah. that, that shows you yeah. you know. It's a little gauche. Yes. <laughs> just, just <laughs> to, to be yeah. Yeah, it's a yeah, little gauche. I like, yeah. oh. So I remember um, we got one call from this family. And what you do is when you get the call, you go out there and you meet with them, prospective parent or mother or whoever. And I remember my ex and I went to Tennessee to meet with this um, mother and her husband and she had already had a son, but she was pregnant again. And I don't remember the reason, but she just didn't feel like she could um, hold on, you know, have this child and maybe, who knows. But I remember being there, meeting her, and everything, and then leaving. I remember saying to my my husband at the time, "She's going to keep it. She's going to keep it. She's not." Gonna, and she did. Uh, she let us know. So it's so disappointing uh, to you know when you go and you think, "Wow, this, this could happening. be it." Yeah. But then, as fate has it, July eleventh, nineteen ninety four. July eleventh is my birthday. I'm out shopping for myself, and I get this call from my husband at the time saying you you need to call this woman, she's having a baby, and it, it fell through, she was going to give it to um, a single mother, a uh, single woman, and something happened, it went through, so the lawyer wants you to call. So I called her, and we talked on the phone, and I was like, oh my God, it's my birthday, and she was very cool and very sweet, blah, blah, blah. Met with the lawyer, um, she, she, what we do is you have her come out here, and she, she could either stay with you or you put them up wow. somewhere. Where was she from? She was from um, St. Louis. Okay. And uh, she wasn't married. She was pregnant. And she knew that she wanted, she wanted to find a home for this baby because it, it was a one night of like, you know, thing. One night stand. One night stand. Mm-hmm. And the guy didn't want, if anything, to do with it. She said to me, I do not want this baby to be raised on. Um, welfare. Welfare. Yeah. and Yes. Assistance. And yes. Yeah. yes all that. I thought, well,, wow, that's pretty cool. Yeah. So she came out here. So we had her stay here because it was just easier. Tra- like they want you to put them in Burbank or somewhere. There's the, you know, oh, you know, all those, so far. those apartments that the actors come out yes, to. Yes, 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 yes. They thought it, that was it better and it's a better situation. But, and we were like, you know what? I think we're going to put her here because of yeah. have the room. Yeah. And, uh, she came here. We bring her to my, um, uh, OBG. You know, we just got to know each other. Yeah, She was very sweet. The only, the only thing she did was smoke,
1: like mm-hmm. cigarettes.
0: The only thing she did was smoke. And it was like, all right, well, my mom smoked too. Yeah. And she was pregnant. So, yeah. you know, I can say we we're all, all okay. But so then she goes back and then we're hoping that she's here. She wanted to have the baby before Thanksgiving because he was due right around then.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So then you bring them back. She, I think there were a couple of times she thought she, she was going to give birth and then it was false. I think the second time we, we went to the hospital, and it was right up here um, at Santa Monica Hospital. And I think that they just were like, she, because I kept going to the doctor, like, she really wants to have this baby. She's got to get back, please. Yeah. Because there's anything we can do. Yeah. So I think he helped that out. And um, so she gave birth. I was in the room. I mean, I get the whole different experience as seeing my baby born. Yeah. And she is laughing because she's like, "I want med, I want, I want to be on meds." Yeah, and, you know. So she's laughing. She yeah. having- twenty minutes later, boom, the oh kid was out.
1: He was ready.
0: And I heard from many, you know, pregnant women like, "Oh, it was thirty oh, hours. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it was the worst <laughs> time of my life." And it was like, and she's laughing. And I love I, it. You know, in your waiting room. So, and then the coolest thing was she was like, "Give the baby to." to her you know so because you're thinking oh she's gonna gonna Mm -hmm. hold the baby and all that but she was so determined this wasn't about that it was really what was best for this little Mm -hmm. baby who she didn't really have any attachment to Mm -hmm. I think she was there for like a day at the hospital and then you they say that the thing is don't bring them back to your home where the baby is right you put them up wherever they want you put them up um, cause then there's that grace period where, um, they can change their mind or they have to sign all the paperwork and all that before they can go back.
1: Oh my gosh. Were you holding your breath that entire time?
0: Yeah. I think for me, it wasn't so much that I was worried. I was, I was so concerned about her mm. and how she was and she was all right. And we put her, cause she loved the beach and we put her somewhere in Venice and she loved all of that. And I, and then I'm supposed to visit her and bring her food. She just was so you know, chill about it all. Wow. And, and it wasn't a chill of, um, oh, thank God it's over. Yeah. We sort of connected in a way. And I remember bringing her to, say goodbye to her and bringing her to the airport. And I bought her like this little angel, porcelain angel.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I, you know, gave it to her. And we are both sobbing. Aww. And I'm like, you, you are my miracle. You gave me this miracle. Aww. And, you know, I will never, ever uh, forget you. And we keep in touch. And then my son and her keep in touch. She, you know, was like on Facebook, they started corresponding and I, I never wanted them not to. Right. That's really cool. And she came out here when he was, I guess, maybe um, 18, but not for his birthday. She couldn't get here for his birthday. But, you know, when he was 18, they, they, she came out here. She stayed with me. Wow. my husband and I were divorced then. It was the three of us. And, um. It was awesome. that's so cool, so my experience of having and now, you know, I found out that my son is on the autistic spectrum, so that is you know it's it's complicated and it's a lot to deal with. but you know you think, I don't think I could have ever had a better baby mm. you know you 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 have what you have and you go, yeah. and I do, I think that if I had a baby on my own and I gave birth, it would have been as amazing and yeah. is challenging and is interesting and is funny and is smart and um he's really a pretty cool guy. Aww.
1: I know. What is what an amazing story. What an amazing story. And how old was um uh, your son when you discovered that he was on the
0: spectrum? When he was born, I mean everything was fine and he was the happiest baby in the whole world. But and he didn't crawl. He would just do the um he would roll. Mm-hmm. So he kind of You know, went from rolling to, um, eventually walking, but there was no crawl. We just thought everything he did that was maybe a little odd or maybe not in the, this is cute though. It's very cute. Yeah. So remember he was in preschool and there was this one preschool where, um, he was having some difficulties. The kids were making fun of him and he wasn't talking. And the preschool teacher got a hold of us and was just like, um, I, I don't know. He, Max is not verbalizing. We took him to a, um, a speech therapist. And once he started talking and whatever, because one of the skills, he's got something called nonverbal learning disorder. So his verbal skills are impeccable. But once he he was allowed to, I guess if he could put that together with his, his head, he was amazing. Yeah. And But then um, it just wasn't a fit. And we hired this psychologist psychiatrist or this therapist who went into the school and said, I'm going to be honest with you about the school that you have him at. There's no laughter. There's no, mm-hmm. the kids are, they're all doing what they need to do. But your son has this, he's got such a huge spirit and he's, he's always smiling and laughing and, and he's silly. And so he's not intense. So he suggested we move him to this other place that he had his kids. We went, we met with them. We loved it. He thrived. But the woman that um, ran this place said, I, I, want, I want you to know, I, I talked to my daughter who was a psychologist and she was just kind of, I was talking to her about Max and blah, blah, blah. And she, she says, you know, he may have Asperger's. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So now, and now you've never heard of that <laughs> until you have to. Oh my gosh. So I'm like, well, I'm,
1: <laughs> I'm saying, oh my gosh, because of the delivery of that. Not because of what it is, but because, like, wait, what? Like, yeah, you've never heard a, of Yeah, that. it's like, your once.
0: son is four now, right? Uh-huh. Three, or, three or four, yeah. Three, I think he's three. And so they're like, yeah, you might want to just take him to, a, you know, just a neurologist and check it out. She goes, I don't know. And he's just having some difficulties with things. Oh and so, yeah, that's, you know, that's like saying to someone that doesn't know oh, what Asperger's is, it's like saying your, your son might have cancer. Yeah. So we took him to a neurologist. And then she did some testing and then she said, well, he has something called nonverbal learning disorder, which is, again, he has more and more cancer. Yeah. So I remember crying and it was horrible yeah. because we thought everything about him was just cute. Yeah. So we, when he entered kindergarten, um, there were some difficulties and we, had an I, we got an IEP because mm-hmm. we had this um, neurologist checking in. And then we we hired um, a therapist, a child therapist, who came in because Max was constantly getting in trouble during P.E. and nobody knew why. And his name was always on the bad boy list every time I came to pick him up from school. And you're like, "There's a pattern here. Do you can you figure this out? Yeah. What do you what do you, he's and he'd be crying. He's awful. Mm. So the therapist came and she met with us after, and she said, "Well, of course he's hitting and biting." because they are teasing him because he's kind of awkward and he doesn't know what to do. And I said, well, wouldn't that be the teacher? Wouldn't you want to look at that? Anyway, that started everything, the ball rolling to what he needed and what we could do and how we had to get him into, um, you know, um, physical therapy and um, occupational therapy. So he's had that all through school and he's always been the the odd different kid, um, he hated school, he hated it in elementary wasn't as bad, but once he got to middle school and high school, he hated it. Mm. he was paranoid, he felt because it's a social issue for mm. him he he doesn't he he trusts and then people will say something he doesn't pick up cues so it was pre, it was pretty hard in his um you know, his younger years getting through everything. We went to therapy and I put him on um, concerta for a little bit to help focus him, and that helped a little bit. It's very interesting. The teachers loved mm-hmm. him, and kids are kids. Yeah. Kids are kids. Yeah. They don't know. They yeah. don't know. And it's hard at home. Every parent is not teaching a kid. Now, first of all, it's uh, there's autism, then there's Asperger's, and there's this, there's ADD. But now everything is related to the spectrum. Right. So everyone says um, he's on the autistic spectrum. Mm. He is not, he can speak, he's bright, he's articulate. Yeah. Um, there are certain things that he he has trouble with. The great thing about Max, now at being 24, is he is such an advocate for himself. So he will tell me and tell people, well, I need to know, you need to tell me this, and I don't see it that way. It's difficult to deal with him yeah. because you may say one thing and he'll go, why would you do it that way? Well, just because it's easier. But I don't understand. Why would it be easier? It doesn't mm. make sense to me. Mm. I understand it doesn't make sense to you. Mm. You really do. But this is kind of the way we do things. But that's his brain. Yeah. And you know what? He ain't going to change for us. Yeah. That's how his brain is wired. So we have to find ways. You always have to find and tackle or navigate a, a situation to where I understand, I, I know what you're going through, well, I don't know what you're going through because I'm not like that, yeah, but I understand that it is yours, y- how you see the world, yeah, so how can we work through this? So he's so much better getting older where he he and I think a lot of it too is just he's on the he's on the computer, mm. and he learns from that, and a lot of people that he talks to are people that are on the autistic spectrum and not all of them hmm But he has a job now Hmm. that I got to tell you, if anybody is listening and you have a child that has a hard time getting a job and doing something that he's good at and feeling awkward and blah, 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 this is a company that is branching out. It's called Auticon, A-U-T-I-C-O-N, Auticon. And they uh, test software. Big companies bring their software to them and they test software. But all of the employees are on the autistic spectrum. Oh, that's amazing. All these young adults are on the autistic spectrum. Yeah. So when my son goes to work and there is an issue, um, somebody painted a portion of the wall and one of the the guys in there was like, he had to go home. He didn't understand yeah. why are you doing this now and yeah. why did you have to do it? And it it totally disrupted his life. Yeah. And nobody gets mad at them. Yeah. Ugh. You know, how we live our lives around people that, remember, we grew up with, they're weird, they're nerds, they're this, what a weirdo. Yeah. Get it together. What's wrong with you? Yeah. No. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with them. Yeah. They're different. And more, and you know, more and more people are coming out on the spectrum of some way, shape, and adults that have gone through it and didn't even know. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's like, so now you can be, I'm more aware and I'm a little more forgiving. Yeah. And I try not to be as impatient. And I, I have that sympathy and empathy for that must be difficult. Yeah. So we try to, you know, talk things, but like the other day he said, um, this just gives you an idea how, how sometimes how hard it is. If we're at the airport, airports are very stressful for me. I've gotten better, but when I'm with him, who's intense at the airports because it's very overwhelming. There's yes. a lot of stimuli going yes. on. This yes. is, they don't do well with that, you know. So he may walk slower. And Max, we gotta hurry up. We gotta we, we gotta get there. And or if I make a mistake, it's like, Mom, you're not supposed to be over there. You're supposed to be over here. Mm. Okay. Well, can you say it nicely? Mm. There's a lot of anxiety kind of stuff. Yeah. So what we do now, because we're going away a couple of times this year, we talk about it before we go. Mm make a plan. It always helps. Yeah. Oh, what could we do? Okay. So sometimes I have to let him do the talking. You know, we just have to try to check in with one another and he knows me so well Mm. and I know him so well. Mm. And so there is a little bit of that codependency. (laughs) We kind of take care of each other because just us, but, um, no, he's, um, he's got his own way of doing stuff and it's not always mom's way. Yeah. As you know, you have a 10 year old, Oh, yes. Oh my
1: gosh. Yeah, no worries. starting with the sass, but
0: you're an amazing mom. Thanks. You're an amazing mom. It's hard. Mom. It's hard, but I that is the one thing that I always wanted and that is the one thing that if it was, you know, my son over my marriage. Yeah, guess what?
1: Yeah. So, I want to back up. First of all, thank you for sharing all of that. that oh my god, so I hope beautiful. I didn't like a
0: blah blah. I feel like oh, I've no, just no, no. given like a whole Yeah. That's what this is yeah, for. That's right. what
1: this is for. We want to know. We want to know. And it's so beautiful and I'm just I'm just like smiling listening to you talk about how you communicate with your son and how much empathy and compassion you are just exuding even just in explaining it and it's really exquisitely beautiful. So, Thanks. yeah. Great job. Great Thank great mama. So, I want to back up to the Groundling show where you were just like, eh, "I want to go out with a bang" yeah. and then it just kind of like, you know, and then you had you got Max and then you were just in that bliss of like being a mom. And when did you make a decision or was there a decision that you were like, you know, I I want to go back to work or I want to start acting again? Or did you audition right, keep auditioning right away? Oh, or?
0: I did you, because I didn't have any, you know, I didn't have any downtime. I It wasn't like I didn't yeah. have any postpartum. I didn't have any. But I mean, you still had a newborn. I had a newborn, but I had my husband at the time. He worked, but he also had a lot of, did his own thing because he was in the, um, he, and he still does, he installs sound systems for Mm -hmm. homes and things. Uh So he kind of could work around it. And so, so, and I wasn't, I wasn't very busy because remember, I mean, I hadn't done Austin Powers yet. The Austin Powers, especially after the third one, that's where things started up. Yes, 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 yes. So I really wasn't, so I wasn't working much. And, you know, so there's a part of me that was like very grateful that I wasn't, um, in constant demand because I, I was the mom. I raised him. I, you know, I mean, I loved that part of it. He was always with me. And, and then if I did have to go out or something, my ex was was here and he was, yeah. And he was, he was very into the baby thing, Mm. but the first time we had to, well, first of all, I hired, um, a couple of people to help out when I, um, had, you know, long days or whatever. I think I was doing The Grinch Who Stole Christmas mm-hmm. and we had, I don't know if it was, it might've been um Kristen Wig. No, she babysat for you? She babysat because I was at the Groundlings once. There It was a bunch of students and her, and I didn't know her, and we were talking and talking about, you know, my son and, you know, and babysitters. And she said, well, if you ever need a babysitter. Oh and I said, gosh. okay, you know what? Don't say that unless you really mean that because I'm going to call you. Yeah. So she goes, no, I really do. I love babies." So and he was a little boy. So I called her. I offered her this job, and so when I would work, she would come and pick him up at school. And they loved each other. They loved each other. And then another time, I hired like um you know someone I was working a lot, some nanny thing that ended up being (laughs) a nightmare. Oh no, she well, it wasn't like she kind of was maybe bipolar or menopausal or something. She but but never but and believe me. We, we checked all of (laughs) her.
1: you said that. She was maybe bipolar. bipolar.
0: But we, we checked her. Yes, her menopausal. But we checked all of her references. So it wasn't like we didn't do our work and everybody was like. Well, but those
1: things you don't, you can't know that until you're in it.
0: And she would do these weird things. Like she would pick him up from, um, and it was never about him, but she would pick him up from um, preschool. She would say something like she didn't like the other mothers there. (laughs) And I went, oh, really? And they were all really nice yes. and they were so sweet to me. And I went, really? And she goes, yes, they're all gossiping and blah, blah. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> and I remember talking to one of them. They're like, yeah, she's she's kind of weird. And I went, yeah, okay. And then there were things like, then she started telling me what I needed to do with Max. Oh, and no. you need to do this and you need to do that. And, and I and I finally remember talking to my husband at the time. And I'm like, okay, I can't have this. Yeah. This is not okay. And the mothers are complaining about her that she's she short and mean because they're all trying to... Inc- uh, include her on things, and she is very it's very obvious she just want to be around these beautiful not you know, I mean, they're right, they take care of themselves, Santa they're not Monica like
1: California moms, I mean, and they were just yeah. they were amazing moms, yeah. and
0: some of them I'm still like friendly of with of course, yeah, the preschool
1: yeah, days you yeah. get so close because it's so vulnerable, you're taking your yeah yeah, and everybody's
0: you know and you know wonderful to each other, yeah, and then um so so we had to um let her go, yeah. Well, and then after that is when her manic behavior started. So she was never about Max, but she started calling the house all the time and saying things like leaving messages and saying, I saw your husband um, having a lap dance with some woman. I mean, what? it was just, yeah, That's it's like crazy. Nuts.
1: Like, why would you see him having a lap dance? It was
0: crazy stuff. So then we finally <laughs> had to get a, um, a restraining order. Oh my God. Because I was nervous about Max. Of course then she evidently we hired a lawyer but then oh. she was her own lawyer wait what she had a law degree she she was no oh she just represented herself she didn't yeah cuz she was crazy i love her i'm like wait she had a law degree no no she's <laughs> yeah, crazy she's crazy <laughs> so she so that kind of happened for i was like really freaking that i have oh, no idea what God. happened to and her and did
1: that scare you from hiring more nannies yeah of course
0: well i didn't really didn't really need a nanny he was getting older and yeah. um the lovely thing about when they're little and you, you can well. He we'll bring him to my house. Yeah. And, and because my ex didn't have, he was, um, he had his own business. He could make the hours. He could leave yeah, yeah. early. He could do yeah. that if I was working. Yeah. So that ne- never really was a problem. Yeah. And again, I've been around other nannies. That don't, she just happened to have been a weird lady. Oh that luckily we found early enough. Oh,
1: absolutely! Thank God there was. Nothing and it was tragic. never about yeah.
0: my son. It was just about. She, I think she wanted to be in charge. But the things she said about all these other mothers were like, I knew they weren't true, so right. it was kind of creepy.
1: Wow. So then you continued to audition, and then at some point, your career really ramped up. Yeah. And you were working
0: nonstop. I mean, I was working a lot. I don't know, nonstop, but I was working a lot. Well, when I went on I, your IMDb page <laughs> this morning. But those are a little, they could be. But they're not, it's not like, you know, I'm mean a, a... But still, even if you're doing like... um like
1: you had you had several regulars on some Nickelodeon things and you had other things that you were Which with. I always had but he was in school right and those were kids shows so they probably the hours weren't The as hours crazy. yes
0: and his dad would be able to come home Yeah um That's great. and uh, you know and, and and deal with him so that was never yeah was really that part of it was never a problem. That's so great. She, my dog is more of a problem because she cannot be left alone. Cause,
1: yeah. Because she's she got that anxiety. shepherd and,
0: oh, major anxiety. So she, literally she is more of a problem than my son ever was. And I got to tell you, Max was just such a happy kid um, until I think, um, like I said, middle, middle school, school. And he just, and he never understood, especially high school. I totally get it. He never understood, why do I have to learn this? I don't want to go into this. Why do they keep pushing College on me. Maybe I don't want to go to college. And you're like, You're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It that is. There's trade schools, there's other things. And I thought, you know what, Max, these are not things that you're saying that are completely insane. Yeah. I get it because I was always like, horrible in math. Why do I have especially nowadays, why do you have to do write it all out yeah, when you don't you never, a
1: calculator on your phone? You don't.
0: But you know what I mean? They want to see, well, they want to see, um, it, you know, if he knows how to do that. Doesn't matter. Yeah. So we got amazing help in school for him. Yeah. The, this, the, um, the physical ed department was, is completely overworked um,
1: mm-hmm. and
0: is, I always made friends with those, mostly women. Yeah. Always made friends with those women, um, not to get anything extra, but because what could I do to help? Totally. What could I do with Max? Yeah. I want to know how you're working with him. Let me blah, blah blah And then I would go, This this is I you are a hero to me because you don't have one. You have all these 30. kids yeah. and you have the parents. Yeah, no. And kidding. she goes, Oh, Mindy, the kids are easy.
1: Aww, it's the parents. I believe it. Yeah.
0: And I was up, I had to be educated, like, what do you mean? Oh, they're in denial. They don't think you're doing your job and their kid. Is this Perfect. and this and that right? And and I was like, oh no no no! Everything you say about my kid, I is yeah. true. Yeah. What can I do? Blah, blah. So he had the and again, Max always got along with um, w- women, but um, it was the adults, and still, that's part of I think his diagnosis is his peers will always be will always be difficult because they're judging him. Mm. He doesn't like babies. And, um, but adults, they get him. Yeah. And that's, that's kind of where he's always been in his life is that the adults find him fascinating. Yeah. And people his age that have not been around or been educated to this person's a little different. Mm-hmm. I think everybody should read about autism yeah. in a book. There should be a class. There should be, it's like bullying. Yes. Because it's not always taught at home.
1: I so agree with that. And I think, you know, I mean, so many things are running through my head right now. So my son went to a very progressive preschool and then a very progressive elementary school. And now he's actually in a specialty school for children with language learning differences because he was diagnosed dyslexic. And we were so grateful to discover what it was because he was having such a hard time in school, having panic attacks, having anxiety, not focusing, like goofing off, like, you know, And so luckily, you know, we found a solution and now he's like thriving and it's so great. And he's in a school where he's not other. Yep. He's like all the kids have the same, I mean, different levels of it, obviously, but they're all um, there because of the same reason. And it's so great. But, you know, in his old school and, and in this school too, they really, and I think this is a movement. I'm hoping that this continues to expand. I don't know if it's just because of the time we're in or... But I'm so grateful that there is more education around that kind of thing. Like they have, they had social awareness um, where they would have a whole day or class or curriculum for a month or two about disabilities, different disabilities talking about it, you know? And one of my dear friends who was on the show, um, uh, Kelly Hampton, her daughter, her middle child is, uh, has Down syndrome. Mm -hmm. And so she and she's in Florida, and she like was horrified that they weren't being educated. And her kid, I don't, I don't know if, oh. to, but so she would go in and be like, "Nope, we're gonna, you know." And she would ban- like get the teachers and take their arms, and they were like, "Yes, whatever you need." Whatever. And like at the beginning of the school year, that's they awesome. would Go in and like Nella, her daughter, she and Nella, they would they would explain what it is, and da da da, like let's this let's just lay it all out. This is what it is. This is how it happens. Da 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 da. And I just was like, oh, that's well, see, so beautiful. That's,
0: and see, that's the, the problem. You can say, um, oh, this person has Asperger's. Well, to someone that yeah, do not know what know that, what that, that is and that never is on their own going, I'm going to study it myself. Right. Well, what's the what's difference between rigor. Asperger's exactly. and nonverbal learning disorder yeah. and... Um, Audio processing and yes. dyslexia. And, and they all you know. have different traits. And every child is different. I mean, I met up with a mom who um, her son also had nonverbal learning disorder. But when we were speaking and talking and sharing about, oh, does your son, um, is, how is he? Is he athletic? Oh, he's very athle- athletic. My son is not. Yeah, They're different. Yes. They're still different. Of course.
1: So the last time I was here and we got cut off, we, we, we had just been kind of talking about educating kids, how the importance of educating kids on um, other children's differences different disabilities, different disorders, different, you know, like, I mean, my example for my child was when he started, uh, when he was diagnosed with dyslexia, and there were several other boys in the class that were diagnosed, that were assessed at the same time. And it was so interesting to me, because a couple of the moms didn't want to tell their boys, oh, you have this thing, now it's clear, it's called this, you know, and that's their personal thing. For me, it was such a relief to be able to name it for him, you know, and he felt more relaxed. And so, and also to name it, and so that he could name it uh, for other kids and explain what it meant.
0: Well, and yes, and again, maybe those kids, if their parents weren't going to um, label that limb, label them or give them that diagnosis, you'd still want to know what's wrong with me. And it's like, God, I have a problem with that too. And, you know, that's just all about, sharing and educating each other. So I I can't even imagine that a parent, though parents are kind of weird sometimes, not wanting to share that or open up or um, finding a way to find somebody else that has that too. So the kid doesn't feel alone.
1: Right. And I think probably if I have to guess, and and this was a while back now, but there's a feeling of like, well, it comes from shame and, and denial and not wanting it to be true and... You know, it's, it's hard, like you said in the first part of our conversation uh, last time. So I wanted to talk to you about, um, more so about balancing, like after your divorce and after, so Max was in what, uh, middle school, high school when you got divorced? He was, I, yes,
0: I think he was just graduating in middle school. okay. So he was like 14, 13, okay. 14. So you're
1: still in it at that point. I mean, yeah. that's, you're still having, yeah. and how did you balance work? Because
0: you've always worked. Well, I had, when he was little, I had hired people, but by then, God, what did what happened? Well, but see, he was in school and I don't know, I guess. It just worked out. Yeah. Because I can't think if I was, you know, who's going to take him. I guess his dad, yeah. you know, picked up the slack. I'm trying to remember. Yeah what was going on at that time, but it just somehow, yeah, I guess his dad had to yeah, help out.
1: Yeah. And how was it like being like balancing all of that? Were you still performing at the Groundlings or did you start again performing at the Ground that
0: you had not really? Well, done? I was, I, I uh, left um, in 94 as a member, so I wasn't a, a part of the, the, um, the troupe. And so if I was performing, it was on Thursday nights, which is an all improv show called Cooking with Gas. So I would do that. So I don't remember if I left him here alone when I would go do that or right. well, but he was 14. Yeah. So it's yeah. Like, yeah, you can you can do that. Yeah. I always yeah, forget a, that. Yeah. I, like I have yet to experience that freedom. I'm so excited for it. It's yeah, it's sort of nice. I mean, he's 24 now, but it is sort of nice to me. I'm bye. Yeah. You know, um, oh, you ordered dinner for yourself? Great. Okay, bye. Yeah, you know he's okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so, um what's next for you? Gosh, I don't know. You know, I, our future is so in this business, it's so unpredictable and it's so, um, you just, you don't know. I mean, all you can do is keep busy little things that come my way. I do a lot of shorts. I do a lot of independent films Um, crazy television shows. I'm trying to write something with my friend Annie Surtich. You know, I don't have anything definitive. And and it's hard because you don't know um, if you're going to get when your next big job is. Yeah. When your next little job is, or any job. Yeah. I mean, I don't have anything set right now. Sure. So you try to do in between commercials and voiceovers and television and films, you hope something comes through. Yeah. So one or the other. Yeah. So that you keep, you know, making money and I can keep my insurance. And it's just, it's weird. Yeah. It is. It is such a, it's a, it's a very like a uh, bohemian lifestyle. But you oh, get I used like that to bohemian. It. Yes. Cause you've been you, doing I guess you do. I guess you do and you don't, yeah. you, you know. But um, if, yes, if it was something that I I just could not tolerate, then I would have to change change figure it out something well, i
1: just remembered that i wanted to ask you last time that i forgot to or or didn't get around to it was i wanted to ask you about being a woman in show business oh yeah for as long as you have been and have seen probably quite a lot of changing of the guard as it were also more more specifically being a woman in comedy because just even from my little experience of being a woman in comedy
0: uh, improv in the little theater I was a part of it, it's a boys club I mean it's a boys club everywhere it it just is it's a boys club everywhere and um, I think as a teacher when I am teaching and I am teaching women especially to empower them um, because they're, they're so intimidated um, or they're so unsure of themselves or how to defend themselves in a situation like that I'm always telling them, you got to take care of yourself. Yes. You know, do not let uh-huh. um, him overshadow you. Do not. You find a powerful woman inside this character that you're playing, yeah. and you are just as good as he is, and you are just as talented, and you and you have the same training. So that's up to you. If if you want to, um, you know, be invisible on stage, or find powerful women within, even the most of insecure women. There are ways to make that important. So I'm always looking out for girls um, that are unsure of themselves. And, you know, it's so sad because it's really, it's everywhere. I mean, we're really, this whole movement is, you know, raising so many red flags and how women feel about themselves. And, you know, it's really hard to say, well, just stop it and be powerful. Right. Totally. Well, totally. I, don't, I don't know how. I was, I was very insecure when I was growing up. I was very sweet and, and girls, are, you know, want to please everybody and um, don't be a bitch. Yeah. So, and, you know, and men have the stronger voice and they're bigger and, you know, and we're just, you know, girl, girls. And, you know, it's always like the man, the man, and then his wife. Yeah. It's never like the woman, woman and her husband. Yes. So we're, we, we are, we've we are. just been raised that way for so long um, and we have to find ways to empower ourselves and still f- have our femininity and still be coy when we want to be coy. Yeah. And I mean, there's nothing wrong with that either. So yeah, I do think that comes from something inside you that just, it's like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to let, I'm not going to let, you know, some man take over my time on stage or my time in the classroom or my yeah. time. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And do you feel that there's a shift of that in the arts, in in the movie business and in TV?
0: Oh, definitely. I, I mean, look at the women that are um, superheroes now and that they are, um, you know, really not only starring but becoming a magnificent force. Yeah, I think – for sure it is changing. Yeah. It will always be I don't know if it's a battle but um you always have to keep, you know, our eyes open and our head above the water because there's always men that again and how they were raised, right. And how their mothers were, right. How and then we look at how was my mother and how was my father to my mother? Totally. So, it's hard when you're being raised that way not to think that way. Yeah.
1: And just all the messaging that we got as kids and young adults, young teenagers and young adults as like what we saw on television. I mean, you know, I grew up watching Happy Days and Laverne and Shirley. And I grew up watching, uh, well, Friends came later. I wasn't yeah. like a kid when Friends was on. But even that, I mean, there's just, there's a different. Um, all in the family. Oh, my God. Yeah.
0: All of that I those. mean, look at, yeah. you know, look at that. It was like. Yeah, it's. Uh, I just think that that's women are always going to have a little bit of a harder time. I yeah. think that it gets better and better. Yeah, but you know, let's wait to see if there's ever going to be a woman president. Oh, I mean, you know, that would be almost. Very, I mean, there's a <laughs> yeah. lot of powerful women that would make great presidents, yeah. and but you know, people are. Let's just see what happens. I don't. Yeah. I can't imagine that it would never happen, and it's certainly in, in my life. Yeah, time. I would love to see that happen, and yeah. and her be a just an awesome addition yeah. to show. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. So you know, <laughs> um, I've already gone through menopause. So I don't need um, or yeah, I'm emotional. Is that such a bad idea? Yeah, totally. Because I'm not crazy. That's right. But I'm emotional. Right. So you know, I have um, I have empathy. I have sympathy. I yes. feel for people. So yeah, too bad. Yeah, I love it. I'm on board. I'm on board. I'm a
1: voter. I'm a voter. Yes. Okay. So we have come to the time in our interview when I ask you three questions that I ask every guest. And then I ask you a round of lightning questions. Okay. So the first question is, Mindy, what do
0: you think about when you hear the word MILF? Uh, Milk. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why it's a, you know, MILF is that, is she saying milk or MILF?
1: (laughs) I yeah. don't. Yeah, no, I milk, get it. I guess milk. You're not,
0: you're not the first guest to answer that. Okay, with that. Okay, exact good. Or answer, that was my first instinct. Yeah. Okay.
1: What's something you've changed your mind about recently?
0: You know, well, just about my business is slow for me right now, and um, changing my mind that I can, you know, wallow in it or worry about it, or I can go. You know what? This is where I'm supposed to be right now. So. Make sure that you are grateful every morning when you get up. Make Do your gratitude list and know that um, work is around the corner and I'm not broke. Yeah. You know, just like, it's okay. Go take some vacations. It's okay. You're not broke. You're not broke. Don't worry about it.
1: Yeah. I love that. So important because yeah. otherwise we miss out on all the good stuff that's right there. But it's so easy as a bohemian artist to get into that, like, when's my next job? Well,
0: and this is, like I said, this is the worst. It's the worst and the best of jobs. Yeah. When it's good, it is great. And even when it's mediocre, it's great. And when it's bad, unfortunately, it's you make it even worse. You know, it's like that. Breaking up with your boyfriend and then wanting to go back and read those horrible letters over and over to make yourself even feel worse. Yes. That's what we tend to do to ourselves. It's like, I'm no good. I'm not good anymore. Nobody likes me. I will never be able to act again and all that. And
1: that happens at every level. I mean, you're a very accomplished yeah. actress with a huge resume. And you're saying that that still happens to you? I and think I've, it happens. It I It happens do. at
0: every level. I think it happens to some of the bigger people. They're not getting the scripts. They're not getting... They don't feel relevant, yeah. and that is a, it's a, a bad feeling to feel because there is no one t- uh, taking care of me. Right. You know, and even when I was married, I still felt that. It wasn't like he wasn't taking care of me. He was an addition to me, but he wasn't taking care of me. How do you define success? Oh, that's a good one. Well, I think that... It is something within yourself. It is having uh, a family, and for me, it's having a son. It is having um, a place um, that makes you happy where you live, which is where I live right now. It's thank you. It's it's um, having I mean having money and doing something I love to do. I think that's really really important. It isn't you know having a star on the walk of fame it is it is all the things that i have and i need to appreciate that more but when somebody says you're you're really successful i forget sometimes that you know i am and when i was growing up and i was in this business in the very beginning my bar was i just want to be able to make a living at my acting like i had other jobs when i was acting and, I just want That is how I want to make my living is acting. I don't want to have to do any other jobs. I don't to have to wait tables. I don't want to have to do phone work, whatever it is. So I, I definitely have accomplished that. Yeah.
1: And, and beyond. Yes. You, I know you're being humble, but you've accomplished that and way beyond, Yes, which is amazing. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. And there's more to go.
0: Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. I'm not stopping.
1: Okay. Lightning round of question. I know. It's just so cute. And I He's can't pretty not him. I'm pretty sure he peed somewhere. I'm going to have to go okay. clean it up afterwards. No, no,
0: no, 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 you're not.
1: Lightning <laughs> round of questions. Ocean or desert?
0: Oh, ocean. <laughs> As we smell the oh, ocean breeze. Oh, my God. Desert is too, yeah, it's too, it's too dry. Yeah. Um, favorite junk food? Oh, cookies. Ooh, what I'm kind? I'm a cookie person. Um. Oh, by the way, I bought two things of cookies, but they have coconut in them and I can't eat it. So I'm I love give them coconut. To you. Okay, I'm going to okay. give them to you. Are you allergic to coconut or you yeah. just don't like it? I'm allergic. Oh, okay. So, I, really, I mean, chocolate chip cookies, but I love cookies. I just don't like anything su- too sweet. Gotcha. So, they, it has to be a little bit more texturized and like less oatmeal, sweet, sweet. Oatmeal. Oatmeal, raisin? oatmeal cookies, yeah, those okay. are good too. But um, without coconut in them. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but cookies are definitely, I, I will always mm. have cookies in my home.
1: Mm. Movies or Broadway show? Broadway show. Daytime sex or nighttime sex?
0: I have no sex. <laughs> but when I did, it was nighttime. <laughs> <laughs> I love that.
1: Texting or talking?
0: Texting. Me That's too. Bad.
1: Me too. Well, it, there's so many reasons for it though. Uh, cat person or dog person?
0: Oh God. I there I can't Can't choose. T- no, no, because I have both.
1: Have you ever worn a unitard?
0: For just- any reason? I think I tried one on and said, I will never. And it was, it was for sketch. <laughs> yeah. And my friend said, oh my God, it'll make us look naked. It'll be great. And I kept going, you have no idea what they look like on, do you, George? And he was like, no, we George, both, George, we both put them on. And it was like, no, no, I so no, I will not wear a a shirt. I will wear a leotard and tights, but I will not wear a whole leotard. Yeah. No. It's a
1: thing. It's hard. It does a thing. Well, you know, they're like in style now. The kids are wearing them.
0: You, a whole unitard? Oh, uh, yes.
1: <laughs> with, with like a belt. It's like just that 90s revival but Yeah, but, the, they, yeah, but, they, but they, they weigh like, you know, 80 pounds. Right. So, no. Right. You and George in the unitard. What color was it? Was it a nude Flesh. color? Oh, God. Because we oh were supposed to be naked. Oh, my
0: God. <laughs> no, no, never will happen. <laughs> George, what were you thinking? Mm.
1: Shower or bathtub? Shower. Ice cream or chocolate? Chocolate. On a scale of one to 10, how good are you at ping pong?
0: Oh, I used to love ping pong.
1: Uh, I'm probably a four.
0: I haven't played in a long time, but I used to love it.: What's your biggest pet peeve? You know there's so many. no' <laughs> right over there. You know, there's so many. I think one of them that comes to mind' know oh it just popped in, is you know, when you see children out and about like at the mall or something, and they have a leash on them. I cannot tolerate that. I know I, it's I, the I, thing I find to it me too. oh I find it humiliating. I find it abusive like. If you can't deal with your child, then you should not take them out. Yeah. You just, uh, I don't know what that proves. I just, I think it's hard.
1: It's funny, you know, my parents, I'm an only child, so, and they didn't have that when I was a kid, obviously. But I remember when my son was two and my mom asked me, you know, are you going to get one of those leashes for him? You should get one of those leashes. And I was like.
0: Your mom asked you about you getting one for your son? Yeah, because he was. A little boy. A little boy. I mean, he just –
1: he was a toddler, and, like, you cannot take your eyes off him because he also – from the moment he could walk, which he was, like, a quote-unquote, which I even hate this, a late walker and a late talker, Mm -hmm. but whatever. That's what Max was, yeah. They're all so different, and I learned from, like, the panic of someone telling me, oh, he's got a speech problem, and I took him to a speech therapist. Oh, he needs speech therapy. He needs $400 a week. Which ended up being crap. And luckily, my sister-in-law at the time, her husband was a child psychologist and we went to Louisiana for a visit and he was like, oh, give that kid six months, he won't stop talking. Just just relax. Don't even do anything. And sure enough, that's exactly what happened. But anyway, so yeah, I remember my mom saying, well, you know, it's hard to keep an eye on him. I was like it is. And I just do it and then I'm exhausted and I come home and I, you know, it's why I don't take him out for much longer than an hour or two hours
0: or whatever. Well, and also too, when you, you know, and also my other peeve with kids is when you're out in the store and and stuff and um, they are just crying. They don't want to be in the store. They don't want to be there. They're in, the mom is looking at clothes and stuff and not attending to it. And it's like, it's telling you something. Just it's just communicating. Go ho- yes, with you. go home and get a babysitter. Yeah. You can't. It's not a. It's it's so inconsiderate for other people to be shut. Yeah. Up because it bothers, makes me sad. Yeah, and it's neglect. Yes. and it's like my needs are more. It, and it's like no, this is what having a child is. Yes, and some of them are very rambunctious and yes. they're a little out of control. Yes. And you, unfortunately, you have to figure that that's out. Right. Um, and that's why I think it's really important that mothers have. Baby, I don't care if it's for two hours to yeah, give a mom yeah. to give a mom a moment to just be in her car by herself <laughs> and have a cigarette, whatever it is. <laughs> yeah. Take a walk, go to the store. Yes. you know it is really hard taking your kid everywhere you go, but there are people that will watch your kid for two or three hours, yes. and it's okay. You know, and some people go, I don't want them, I don't want them to bring up my kid, like or or putting them in, in, in preschool early. That's the other thing. It's like, why? Yeah. They need to be around other people. Yeah. Other and children. And other you people. need that. Yeah, absolutely. So it's that kind of stuff absolutely. that yeah, bothers me. Yeah. I'm so with you.
1: If you could push a button and it would create 10 years of world peace, but it would also place a 100 year ban on all beauty products,
0: would you push it?
1: That is just the oddest question. I know. I know. Wait till you hear the next one I'm going to ask. World
0: it. peace and then a ban on all beauty products. So you would have For 100 no- years. Well, that would certainly affect me. <laughs> I don't care if it affected anybody else, but I love my beauty products. So I don't know. You know, but you do want world peace. But only
1: for 10 years of world peace.
0: Then it, then it would end. Oh, oh, yeah. And then I'd look you horrible. You don't have to push I it. I would look horrible. <laughs> no, I need, be- I need the beauty products. We'll figure it out, world peace. And
1: beauty products could help world peace, right?
0: I think they do in a way, maybe, I don't know. Well, That's and whole- also too, there's you can make beauty products too. True. Because the, the beauty product industry is insane. Yeah. I'm so sorry because, you know, people will always try to sell you something and go, really? And you're going to tell me that that um, cream... Is going to wipe away all yeah. of my wrinkles, <laughs> yeah. right? And it's one hundred and eighty dollars yeah, a month, totally, right? Totally. And I make them laugh because they know it's true. Yeah, it's go crazy. come on, you guys. It's crazy. You know, no yeah. creams don't do that. No. It may smoothen your skin. Yeah, it may give moisturize it. Yeah, but no, no, it's not. No, gonna, it's, yeah. not. It's, it's not. A but we do, and it's 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 beyond out of Oh yeah, it's
1: inc- it's insane. Yeah. It's insane, and I I participate in it. I, we all do. Yeah, superpower choice invisibility. Ability
0: to fly or super strength. It's so funny. When I was young, when I was little, I used to always have this recurring dream that I could fly, and that I always went to school with, without my shoes. I forgot. I would forget my shoes. Just your shoes. I don't know. what Interesting. that Interesting. I don't know what that meant. So um, I think I think because I'm a, I'm afraid of heights. I think it would be in, oh, invisibility. Oh, you are afraid of heights. Yeah. Were you always as a child? I think so. Interesting. You know, I'm not like. Um, <laughs> yeah I but you don't I've want to go better. on a roller coaster oh no yeah. no no I Have me no either. desire a roller coaster or a ferris wheel no, yeah me neither no desire yeah um so i think invisibility because boy wouldn't that be just to duck into a place that you want to hear or yeah. see people do things yeah yeah
1: okay here's the really weird question you thought the other one was weird would you rather have six fingers
0: on both hands or a belly button that looks like foreskin Oh, I think six fingers. Like, <laughs> I think fixed six fingers would be kind of cool. I don't know. I I don't know if it would be a hazard,
1: or if it would help. I mean, if it was just an additional finger that you felt
0: like you'd always had, I think it probably would help. Don't you? I would think so. You would. I guess you would learn how to make it help. Right. But <laughs> she's touching her belly. I like know, Ew. right? Because <laughs> every time you would get dressed, I think that would be repulsive. <laughs> But the uh, the finger thing, you would probably go, this is kind of cool. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> kind of cool. You could type faster. Yeah. Mm, oh, yeah. What was the
1: name of your first pet? Oh, it was a cat and her name was April. So we got was, her in April,
0: Oh. It was white.
1: What was the name of your the street that you grew up on? Ninth Court. Okay. So your porn name is yes. April Court. Court. <laughs> I, oh, that is good. I love it. April Court. April Court. She's to, either a high-priced lawyer.
0: Court. Oh, I love that. Or what else? What I'm are, gonna, I don't know, but I'm going to have to use her as a, as a name, as a character when I oh, do definitely. improv. Oh, definitely. My name is April Court. I love that. What is yours?
1: What is mine? Mine is Smokey Lariat.
0: <laughs> I love that. It's so weird. Oh, my God. I love that. It's
1: weird because Lariat, I mean, it actually, no, I'm sorry. Lariat's where my second house, my, the house where I was born- was uh, Smokey Rock Lane. Rock. Smoky Rock Lane. Rock Lane was the street. So would it be Smoky yeah. Rock or Smokey Rock
0: Lane? Oh, Smokey Rock cool. Lane. Yeah. That's Smoky what Rock I should Lane. go with. That's awesome. S-M-O-K-E-Y. Yes. Oh, yes. That I like. That's a cool name.
1: I think Smokey Rock Lane and April Court could have capers together. Yes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we could do like a detective show or something. Oh, my God. Yes. And wear the um, yeah <laughs> Flesh color. Yeah, because we always think that we're being invisible. <laughs>
1: <laughs> there you go. She is yes-handing it on. Me, everybody. If put it on,
0: we'll be invisible. No one will see us. Can you imagine? That's <laughs> insane. Mindy, I love you. Yes. I love you, Jennifer. Oh my god! And I, I know. I just I like. I wish this was a weekly thing. I know. We'll, we'll have to have improv parties or do just stuff. something. We'll going out. out and drinking. Yes, I can do that. I don't drink, but I'll. You'll order go out, watch. We drink. Yes, That's right. <laughs> we can eat. We you'll eat. Yes, I eat a lot. Yeah, I eat a lot. I don't eat that much, but yo, know, we can Perfect. still have fun. You can
1: drink. I can eat. Perfect. We'll sit by the ocean.
0: Awesome. It's oh my date. god. Yes. Boom.
1: Thanks so much for listening, guys. I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Mindy. Join me next week for a fresh episode of MILF Podcast. And always remember that you can check out all of our stuff online on milfpodcast.com or on my website, jennifertracy.com. Next week, we have Katie Brown on the show. Katie is a, she's an entrepreneur. She's brilliant. And she's a clothing designer And she's also become a really close friend, and we are doing some really cool shit together right now, which I can't talk about yet, but I will be. Tune in next week for Katie's episode, it's gonna be awesome. And I love you guys. Keep going.